Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and biology graduate specialising in the human microbiome, Matilda Hansley-Davis, is talking to us about anti-antibiotic bacteria with yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician, fluid mechanist and multi-celled organism. So synthetic biology researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in the US have come up with an interesting new method to protect the gut microbiome from the negative effects of antibiotics. Now, Matilda, this is 100% your wheelhouse. I'm very, very excited, but I know nothing about the topic. Can you start us off by just letting us know what is synthetic biology? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited too to finally be talking about the human microbiome after all these episodes. Um, so synthetic biology is a really interesting field. It's basically about taking things that exist in nature and putting them together with an engineering mindset to give them a new function or a new application. Mm-hmm. So for example, in this new study from MIT, the synthetic biologist took an antibiotic resistance gene and engineered it into a species of bacteria. Okay, so that sounds very interesting, but why would they do that? Yeah, so they were trying to find a way to protect the gut microbiome from antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So you might have heard this microbiome, you know, gut health kind of terms before. There's estimated to be nearly 40 trillion bacterial cells in the human body, which is actually slightly more than the number of human cells. So you're a little bit more bacteria than you are human, actually. What? Okay, that's my new fun fact of the week. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, And so most of these nearly 40 trillion are found in the gut along with some other microbial friends like fungi. And these bacteria bring a lot of benefits to us as well. So they help us get more nutrition out of our food. They help direct our immune system, immune response, and they synthesize certain vitamins for us, among other things. So when I see on uh, the television ads for various things for my gut and they talk about my gut flora. Is that what they're talking about, Matilda? I need a healthy gut flora? Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay, so the gut microbiome is good for us, but clearly antibiotics are bad for the microbiome. Yeah, that's exactly right. Antibiotics are substances that kill bacteria or stop Mm -hmm. them from growing. So they're really important for fighting bacterial infections and diseases, like, for example, tuberculosis. But when we take antibiotics in a pill or in an injection, some of the antibiotic makes its way to the gut and it kills off some of the good, you know, helpful bacteria there. So this typically isn't a huge problem if you're just taking antibiotics occasionally, but repeated or prolonged exposure to antibiotics can essentially damage your gut microbiome to the point where it can't recover. Oh, wow. Yeah, so one quite well-known example is in the US, about 15,000 people die every year from diarrhea and colon inflammation, which is caused by overgrowth of a bacterium called Clostridium difficile following antibiotic overuse. So it wipes out kind of all the other bacteria in the environment and the Clostridium difficile just kind of takes over and makes people really sick. Yeah, wow. So I I grew up in a house where we didn't use disinfectants on things. We just used hot water and soap because from what I understood growing up, there are good bacteria and there are bad bacteria. And now when we go in and we decimate all of the good bacteria, the bad bacteria can kind of just run free. Yeah, exactly. It's like an ecological catastrophe. 
on a very small scale. <laughs> Although, I mean, look, it sounds like a catastrophe. 15,000 people dying does sound like a bit of a catastrophe to me. Absolutely. So how does this new engineered bacterium fix this problem? The scientists in this study put an antibiotic resistance gene, as I said, into a bacterium called Lactococcus lactis, which mm-hmm. is usually used in cheese production. So it's known to be safe for human consumption, which is a good say, start. Lactis like, sounds like milk to me. So that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly on point. So the antibiotic resistance gene that they put into this bacterium is an enzyme called beta-lactamase and it breaks down a family of antibiotics called beta-lactam antibiotics. Mm -hmm. And this includes some pretty widely used antibiotics. So things you might've heard of like penicillin, ampicillin and demoxicillin. Yeah. And in this study, they gave mice a dose of injected ampicillin along with two doses of the engineered lactococcus lactis that had the beta-lactamase gene. And so the bacterium goes down into the mouse's gut and starts producing beta-lactamase, which breaks down any ampicillin that ends up in the gut as well. So this engineered bacterium can create a kind of shield of beta-lactamase that protects the other bacteria in the microbiome from this antibiotic. Oh, okay. So, but I do have a follow-up question. When we take an antibiotic in real life, it's usually because we have an infection to treat. So does this make those antibiotics less effective as medicine? It's a good question. And, you know, this research is still in pretty early days. This is an animal trial, but at Mm -hmm. least for the mice, adding in the lactobacillus lactis didn't reduce the levels of ampicillin in the mice's blood. So just in the gut. Yeah, exactly. So theoretically it should be a targeted treatment that protects the gut microbiome from the antibiotic, but it still allows the drug to do what it needs to do in the rest of the body. Okay. So if we can just turn to antibiotic resistance for a second, I thought that was a bad thing, but we seem to be purposely introducing an antibiotic resistance gene into our bodies. Is that safe, Matilda? That's another really good question, and it is a legitimate concern. The spread of antibiotic resistance is a really big problem globally because it makes bacterial infections harder to treat. There was a recent report in The Lancet that estimated over a million people died in 2019 because of antimicrobial resistance. And it's been estimated that that number could increase up to 10 million people per year by 2050 if we don't, you know, manage to find ways to either make these antimicrobials more effective again or come up with new ones or some other mechanism. So it's definitely a huge issue. Yeah, Yeah. that's massive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But the good news is the researchers were very aware of this when they were designing this engineered bacterium. And so one of the main ways that antibiotic resistance genes can spread through different bacteria is on these little rings of DNA called plasmids that Mm -hmm. bacteria can transfer between each other. So it's like if I come along and say like, hey, I just picked up this uh, beta-lactam resistance, (laughs) Sophie, I'm going to hand it over to you. Uh, And I'm like, thanks very much for that resistance. Exactly, giving you a little plasmid, right? Um, (laughs) And so the plasmids are also what are used to introduce this new gene into the engineered bacterium, but they actually split the beta-lactamase gene into two parts and introduced it on two separate plasmids. So that means that the chances of transferring both plasmids together And transferring that function of being able to resist the antibiotics is much less likely than if it were just on one plasmid. So they were thinking about it and taking steps to try to reduce that um, that risk of 
spreading antibiotic resistance where we don't want it. Okay, so that sounds they've thought about it and it looks like they've done something to mitigate that. So this sounds really promising to me. Um, Matilda, thank you so much. I know nothing, I knew nothing about the gut microbiome and now I know, feel like I know a little bit. And thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. Matilda, one of the hosts of Huh? Science Explained. In this new weekly podcast from Listener and Cosmos magazine, we'll be answering all those weird and wacky questions you never thought you'd know the answer to. Like, how does a rapid antigen test work? Or how does popping candy work? In just 10 minutes, no lab coats required. To listen, search Huh? Science Explained. Download the Listener app now and listen for free. Listener.